listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm thrilled to have you listening today. We're going to talk about preschool. So kids ministry is a, is a covers a wide range of needs, a wide range of children and family needs. And we really uh, need to be aware of how we speak to each child at each age and how we can minister in preschool is such a key part of what we need to do. For a lot of people, it can be a missed opportunity because there is so much potential in preschool for, for laying foundations of faith that are so valuable as kids grow. And so today I'm joined by a really good friend, Delany Williams. Hi, Delany. Hello, Chuck. Delany, you so listeners, if those of you who haven't met Delany, first of all, you should because she's she's an, a very wonderful person to spend time with. Engaging, entertaining. She can talk about basketball if it's about Baylor. I remember exactly. Delany one time we we were traveling back from an event on an airplane. Do you remember this? We I were, do. Uh, and, and you on the plane, you had like your iPad or something out and you were, you had somehow gotten a signal to be able to watch a Baylor basketball game. I did. I did. I remember that very well. I think we were coming back from a VBS event or something. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So but you're quite the fan. So you're a Baylor grad. I know a Baylor girl. I am. I and am. So, so, um, tell me about your, about what is it that got you to Baylor? So I'm originally from Texas as well, and I um, grew up in Texas area, and there was just something that, you know, growing up, I saw Baylor, but also didn't know for sure if that's where I would go. And I have an older brother that ended up going there, and so went to visit him a few times, and we're really close, and and so it just, once he went there and I saw him and I had a lot of, or saw how much he enjoyed it and his friends and, um, and then had some other friends there. And so I just really felt like the Lord leading me to go there. And so it's so in the family, it. It, it is was in the family and in the neighborhood. Not and they, yeah, I mean, it's a, a joke. Some of my college friends, when, when I was there, we weren't you know, the best in sports. And so our joke was we didn't go to Baylor for the athletic program, you know? And so now it's funny because we, we do well in sports. Like really so, well. Yeah. Like so football team is doing really well. Basketball team is doing really well. Yeah. It's a top, highly competitive NCAA division one school. That's really legit. Right. So it, it was a great experience for me. I had some great ministry courses there and also is known for education, um, just yeah. elementary ed, early childhood. And so um, those were both strong fields that I wanted to do. And plus, it, it and was which is what, not too far away from home. Yeah. But, you know, close to home. Which, and so you so. studied, you studied education. And so in your degree there is in uh, elementary ed with that emphasis, a specialty that you had in younger children, right? Right, right. And so I loved that. I, I was able to get more of that education, if you will, yeah. of early childhood, all that philosophy, learn how kids learn. Um, also, going through that, it helped me to see, I knew the Lord, I felt the Lord calling me into ministry and kids ministry, but I didn't know for sure. You know, I had an inkling, yes, it may be preschool, but also wanted to be hmm. open to that. And so felt like that would be the the best degree that would yeah. help educate me, give me the knowledge that I needed. And, you know, it's actually my 
one of the people God used to help steer me more towards preschool was my university supervisor when I was student teaching because yeah. I did early childhood and then I had, you know, um, an upper elementary. And just as she was sharing with me, you know, giving me feedback and all, she said, I just really feel led to share this with you. You know, mm. you connect with the older kids, but there's just something special about the way, and I see you light up and you really enjoy when you're with the preschoolers. And I, I look back on that years, you know, that was years ago, but God really used her to help speak his truth and help me mm. see something that I didn't see. You know, I, I didn't recognize it as much at the time. What a cool thing to remember and to share with all of us. And and we need to be that for, that just makes me think we need to do that for young people today, you know, to, to see people and speak into their life and say, you know what, I see something in you that I just want you to know. I see this. That That's so meaningful. And then, you, so after Baylor, you went on to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, got your master's in Christian education. And I know that you had really meaningful connection, connections at Southwestern as well. Right. And so I actually even took a year between college and seminary and went with North American Mission Board up mm. to Casper, Wyoming, and served in a church up there um, as a actually preschool kids and student minister. And so that was huge learning experience where you can't learn the things learned up there, you know, in the classroom per se. And that really gave me a different perspective of ministry from, yeah. you know, where I'd grown up. And so very, very thankful for that. I mean, I still remember when we went in and there was not a resource room, not a central location to get supplies, you know, just things like that, that sometimes we're so blessed and, and maybe some churches that we served in or we've grown up in that we, you know, don't realize how blessed we are. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I spent For that sure. year. I spent that year there and then went to Southwestern um, in Fort Worth and then got my master's there. And so. th now you all, and then you went on and served in the church. And so right. I want to get to our content, but I also want to set the stage really well. So the listeners know that, you know, that not only are you well-educated, which, which you are, I'm sure you were a really good student. That's another discussion, uh, but also that you've worked in the church. And so you uh, tell us about some of the roles that you've held in the church. Right. So um, some of my time in college and even in seminary, I interned at different churches just to, you know, learn from ministers and also learn knowledge, but also watching them and see, you know, those lessons. A lot of times they're caught and not taught. You know, we teach yes. by our actions. So I was blessed with some great mentors that way. And then out of seminary, went full time in a church, actually the church that I grew up in. And so that was a huge blessing that I was able to serve in preschool ministry there and serve there a few years and then felt the Lord calling me to another church. And then so served there a little over 10 years before coming to Lifeway. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to think <clears throat> I have been in full-time ministry almost 20 years or coming up wow. on 20 years. Wow, that's so, it is amazing because you blink and it flies by, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. 
All right, well, Delany, you have prepared. I know that you are leading a breakout session at the Etch Family Ministry Conference, which listeners, if if you are able to, I want to encourage you to attend Etch. We have a very limited capacity in person uh, in Nashville. That's early October. You can find details at etchconference.com. But you can join us via simulcast and experience the entire event live in real time with all the rest of us. I will be co-hosting the simulcast portion of the event. And Delany is going to be featured as a breakout speaker. You can find her her breakout in our virtual uh, collection of breakout seminars that you can get as a part of the Etch experience. And so this discussion that we're about to have comes out of some of the material that Delany will be sharing at Etch. And so what she has is she has, I think it's 20 things. Is that right, Delany? 20 right. things that she has learned as an, as a children's minister that, uh, or serving in children, in a preschool ministry, I'm sorry, in preschool, specifically preschool. And, and so we want to try to cover, we're going to break this into two episodes. So let's do 10 of these now. And if it's all right, let's have you back, Delany, in a couple of weeks and we'll do the other 10. And so listeners, you can get part one here today and then check back again real soon to get part two of the discussion. And so we're talking about today, the first 10 things that Delany Williams has learned serving in preschool ministry. And so the first one, Delany, I'll set it up and I'll let you talk about it. The first one that you have identified is that we need to realize that preschool ministries have great potential to reach people. It's not just, it's not just childcare. Correct. So yes, a lot, sometimes people think that they're like, oh, well, you know, preschool ministry, we're just, we're keeping the kids. And that is one way, Chuck, you will start seeing my face get red. And, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, soapbox, come off the soapbox. No, you know, <laughs> this is a chance to educate people. You know, they, they don't know what they don't know type thing. And so, you know, Preschool ministry, like you said, there's so much potential. First of all, you do have the preschoolers that you're reaching, but you have these families that maybe there have been people that have been away from church for a while. And because they've had a child, now they're thinking, you know, we haven't been in church. We need to get back to the church. And so that's an opportunity for them to to come back to the church. And we as preschool leaders have the opportunity to get to know them, to interact with them. Then, so those are two groups that you have, but then you have the third group, which is your preschool teachers. And so there aren't many ministries that will have that much of a range of groups that you get to minister. And, you know, a lot of times I think back when I was on staff at a local church and there would be a family who would come into the church and it was the first time there. And, if they had a good experience, you know, if they felt things went smoothly or they knew their children's needs were met, they wanted to make sure their children were going to be safe. Mm. If if they felt, okay, everything was great here, then they were more likely to come back and return. And I think that sometimes we forget as preschool leaders that that's a huge responsibility. Mm. Like we get to be that first interaction with families. And if they have a great experience, then we're building that trust with them to return 
for the future. And that can be especially true in the preschool space, as you say, because a lot of times, you know, we know statistically that many uh, young people will leave the church when they become adults. Uh, and then they may get married and have a child, and then they realize, I need to take my baby to church. And so a lot of times it's the, it's having that first child that draws them back to see they really want to raise their children in the church, and they'll come back when those children are very young. Exactly. Hmm. All right. Well, number two on your list, and this is a fun one, literally, number two on your list is develop a sense of humor. Develop a sense of humor. That's Is that part of the uh, a prerequisite for preschool? Right. It does not take long to learn. You need to have a sense of humor. And, you know, preschool ministry is very serious business and we need to treat it as such. But yes. there are so many things as I think back, like even past staff members that I've served with, even this past week, you know, different inside jokes that happen. And I mean, this is 15 years ago and people are still texting because something reminded them of an inside joke. And, you know, it's just, we just laugh and we talk about what a blessing that team was that we served with. And, you know, just God, God, um, bless the work that we did, but we had a lot of fun together. And so sometimes that is learning to laugh at yourself. You know, preschool <laughs> ministers are very much detail oriented or in my mm. experience what I've seen, and they like to have processes and structure. we like to have, mm-hmm. yes, structure. And we like to know, or we have our way of, we think things will and should go and we prepare that way and we need to prepare that way. But it doesn't take long before we learn that things aren't always going to go the way, right. you know, there's right. going to be something that happens on Sunday morning where you need to call the facilities or custodial staff because there's this or this mess happens and all that type of stuff. And so you have to have a sense of humor and just, I mean, you're not going to laugh if, you know, <laughs> right in front of it, just be like, you know, it didn't go the way that I planned for it. And it's, it's okay to smile. It's okay to laugh after the fact and be like, okay, how, how can God still use this? And, you know, those things when I think about, like I talked about, maybe those inside jokes you have with leadership mm-hmm. or fun type things or the way, you know, when kids are learning the funny things they say. And that kids are hilarious. Of, so, yeah. And so I know your daughters have served in ministry. And I mean, I'm sure they have just those funny things. And you're just like, okay, that, I mean, you can't write some of the things that happen. I mean, it, it just happens and the, the questions that they ask. And so you have to have a sense of humor when you're in ministry, especially preschool to, ministry. Yeah. And we need to make sure that even though we may be under pressure and even though we may feel stressed, the most important thing for those kids is that we are warm and friendly. We can still maintain order and conduct the business we need to, the business of ministry. But you're right, so important to stay jovial through that whole thing and approachable. All right, number three on your list, Delany, is take care of yourself. This one's a little bit more serious. Take care of yourself. Is it a problem that a lot of us are not doing this? I think so. And I mean, I see it in a lot of ministers. I see, I have seen it in myself too, where I think so many times we are, our focus is serving where it needs to be. But while we're doing that, we neglect taking care of ourselves. We think, mm-hmm. okay, well, I don't need as much sleep or I'm going to just grab a quick bite to eat or, you know, I want to hurry up and get this finished or I need to finish this task or plan for this event. And what ends up happening, especially 
taking care of ourselves physically, if we're not getting rest, if we're not exercising, if we're not eating, you know, I don't want to say healthy food, but you know, we aren't eating well, then we end up getting worn out. And what ends up happening and what I think has happened to me in the past is we neglect those warning signs that mm-hmm. our body is saying, Hey, you need to slow down a little bit. And you think, Oh, well, just one more thing. If I do one more yeah. thing and, um, you know, I'm doing ministry, so it's okay. And then if we aren't careful, we can burn out. Yes. And so I've seen, I've seen many ministers, unfortunately, burn out. And so it's, it's one of those where I've learned you have to monitor that, watch for that, especially during busy times of the year. And well, the other side of that to is, take you know, care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. We we absolutely have to do that. We can put the ministry first and, and first and then we can destroy our physiology, right? We can we we have stress, we don't rest, we don't eat well, we don't exercise. And that's that creates a downward spiral for us, but really and it's we know it's true, it's just hard to do that when we eat better and rest more uh, and exercise, it actually elevates everything, including our ministry when we are healthier, because then all of us can be healthy. We can serve at from a positive posture rather than one of exhaustion. My goodness, we, we all need to hear that. Take care of yourself. Listeners, take care of yourselves. Listen yes. to Delany. Yes. All right, so number four, number four on your list is we, okay, this is another good warning is that we need to ensure that our job doesn't take the place of, of us be spending time in God's word. Correct. And so we talked about taking care of yourself physically, and that also goes emotionally, socially, and uh, mentally, but also spiritually. And if we aren't careful, it's very easy to let the time that we're spending preparing for Sunday, the time that we are, um, you know, doing the work for the Lord, replace that. We let that time replace the time we're spending with the Lord. Mm. And so we need to make sure that we guard against that to make sure that we're spending time consistently with the Lord, allowing him to teach us time in his word. Mm. And so that's important so that we're leading from our overflow. But also the other part of that too is I'd encourage people to be involved in a Bible study that you aren't leading. Yes. You know, so that I know there's so many different responsibilities you have. And so one that you can just go to and be a participant, you know, and um, where you don't have any responsibility on leading it. I remember being like being in Bible college, that tension of, don't let your Bible become a textbook. And for us as leaders, we need to be careful that we don't assume that because we're teaching that we're really saturating ourselves in the word. I like the way, the word that you used that it should be out of the overflow. All right, let's go to the next one. The next one you say, number five, get, allow people to get to know you. Hmm, I think a lot of times we can, we can be the leader and not really have deep personal connections. Right. And so I think sometimes what happens is unintentionally we may seem unapproachable to people because they're thinking, oh, you're on church leadership. And so maybe they only see you as the person on Sunday morning that, you know, is making sure everything runs smoothly. And so they really don't get to know you. They they don't know if you like basketball or, mm-hmm. you know, if you enjoy gardening, you know, how, how you work that you really are a person and not just the hat that you're wearing right. on church staff. 
And so I think that partly is also we're afraid to let people get to know us. Um, And so you have to let people in, develop those friendships, you know, let them know that you care about them as a person and not Mm -hmm. just because they're a preschool parent or either they are a a preschool teacher or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but you do, one thing I do want to remind the listeners is to be very careful about the information that you share as you develop these friendships, Mm -hmm. that you do not want to share church problems with church people. Right. And so make sure that you guard against that. Even if it's your closest friend that you've had for years and years, you don't want to share discussions or problems or maybe frustrations that you've had with other people at church, because that's going to influence their attitude um, as well. Absolutely. And that's a good word for anyone on church staff, not only in the preschool or even in the kids space, that whole idea that, you know, we, we need to let people get to know us. We can't just, the church shouldn't just be work for us where we're seen as the professionals. We need to be people because we all need relationship. And such a good word, Delaney. We can get so busy with the doing that we never really connect. So that's a good word. All right, number six on your list of this first 10 we're going to cover today, focus on the 98% of feedback rather than the 2%. Unpack those numbers for us. What do you mean? Right. So when I think about feedback, people, you know, hopefully people will give you feedback, right? Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, they 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 won't share feedback. But what I remember sometimes, well, a lot of times in ministry is that people were quick to give you negative feedback about what needed to be changed or, you know, what didn't happen right. That's the thing, especially in preschool ministry. They don't, people may not understand all the moving parts that helps it run smoothly, but if something doesn't run smoothly, you know, they're going to, there'll be some of the persons, this didn't happen. I want this. And they maybe don't understand all of the inner workings of it. And so it's very easy to allow Satan to use that 2% of feedback Mm -hmm. to discourage you and you get focused on that. And so you get, you know, you get down, you get discouraged. Now I do, I do want to say is you need to make sure to listen to that feedback because there can be some truth in it and you need to, you need to ask God, you know, Lord, Help me see the truth, but then help me let go of the rest. Because sometimes people just being completely transparent, they just want to complain. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're going to complain. Um, and but there's also gonna be people that are very, very positive and very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. But what I have noticed a lot of times for myself and other ministers is that it's easy to get focused on that negative, you know, you're thinking and you're not, you're thinking about that and not seeing how God is working. And well, so even to the point where, where we miss the positive, because people will say positive things to you, but so many times we, we hear the negative louder or we play yes. the negative back and we dwell on it in our heads. We don't, we don't really receive the positive because we doubt it when people say, Oh, you're doing a great job. This was really good. You're like, mm, was it really and where we, we need to be cautious not to just listen to that negative. All right, number seven on your list, Delany. Remember, yeah, that's your a great why. point. Yeah, number so number seven on your list. Remember your why if you find yourself getting 
bitter. Talk to us about our, the importance of why. Yes. So with that, when I think about, as I mentioned before, that preschool ministry is, um, there's a lot of moving parts. And so a lot of times they're the first ones to get to church and sometimes the last ones to leave. To get picked and, up. Right. And there's some, well, and then after you get picked up, the kids are picked up, then you're cleaning, you're disinfecting, you're making sure everything and mm. is cleaned and ready. Um, and then, you know, every Sunday there are preschool classes, whereas maybe some other groups, you know, on holidays may not meet. And so there's just different things like that, that if you aren't guarding yourself in your mind and remembering you know, your why, it's easy to get bitter and think about, well, we have to do this. And, you know, in well, preschool ministry, you know, we always get, you know, no one remembers us or that type of thing. And so that's not the case whatsoever. But I've seen preschool ministries do that where they become bitter because they, they, they think about all of the, you know, ways that maybe that, you know, they're working harder in a certain way or it's taking longer um, or they spend more time, which we have to remember, we don't know what the other ministries are doing behind the scenes either. But one thing to remember, if you're finding yourself getting bitter, is to remember your why. Why are you doing this? You're doing it for the preschoolers and for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're doing it for the Lord, but you're serving the preschoolers and yes. their families for the Lord. And so just remember that why, and then that helps keep you from getting bitter. And so valuable for us to always remember why. We all know the who, what, where, when, and how of our ministries, but it's so easy for us to not not take the time to go back again and again and again and remind ourselves that we are doing this for a very, very important reason. Really good. All right, number eight on your list. Expect to experience many different emotions in preschool ministry, probably your own and those of the kids, huh? Yes, that's a great point, Um Chuck, yes, there are so many different emotions. And and I think a lot of times we think about, oh, the happy things, if there is a birth or adoption in the family, you know, we get experience happy times. But then there's also those times where you're ministering during grieving situations. Mm-hmm. And so if we if we aren't careful, we can carry on or take on all of those different emotions. And that goes back to taking care of yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're um, you're not taking on all of the burden of those emotions because it can be difficult, and you have to understand your own emotions. Like you were saying, if um, you know, if um, someone in the ministry passes away, such as one time we had a a um, one of our division directors and close friend of mine too, but you know, so busy helping to make sure minister to the family. I had to make sure, okay, am I spending time grieving and doing that in a healthy way as well? Hmm. Lots of emotions in preschool for sure. All right, number nine on your list, support your pastor and other staff members. So our our role is still an important one on the larger team. Yes. So your staff needs to know that you support them and your pastor needs to know that, but other people in your church need to know that as well. And so one thing One great rule to make for yourself is to make sure that you don't participate in negative talk about staff, their families, or their ministries. 
And so just make sure that you're always saying positive words Mm -hmm. about it Um, because people may come up to you and say something, you know, about it, but you, you want to, if it's something where they need to, you know, you also want to direct them to that staff person. If that's what it is, you do not want to participate in the negative talk because that it's just, it's not healthy and it's not good, um, good teamwork and supporting your, your pastor and staff. Great. Good word. And then number 10, our last one for today, provide community for your teachers, for your volunteers. Yes. So, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is preschool teachers can easily feel isolated because they aren't connected to an adult group. They're teaching preschoolers all the time. And what I have seen through the years is when they become isolated, they end up not wanting to continue to teach. And then they, some of them will end up thinking, you know, I'm just not going to, I'm not connected to the church at all anymore. And then so they'll stop coming. And so I think sometimes as preschool ministers, we forget about the importance of providing that community. And so that is very, very important to do that. I saw that as a staff leader, but then now as a preschool volunteer, I see it from that different perspective and see how much the preschool teachers are wanting community. And I think everyone really does. And it's easy for us to assume that they're finding that elsewhere. But it's so important for us as leaders to make sure that the teams that we are giving direction to are healthy and that the, that not only we are taking care of ourselves and having a sense of humor and all these great things that you've given us, but that we are actually taking these things and pressing them down through the others that we lead so that it's not just us who have healthy habits, but that we have a really healthy ministry culture within our church. Delany Williams, thank you so much for sharing your, your insights with us today. Thank you. I'm so glad I was able to. Well, and let's have you back again soon. I know we're talking about 20 big things that you have learned as a preschool minister uh, serving in preschool that have helped you that we're passing along. We've covered 10 today and we'll be back soon with the other 10. So listeners, tune back in for the rest of the story. Watch for it to come out sometime soon. And uh, and we'll have Delany back to do that. Listeners, thank you for listening. Um, make sure that you're doing healthy things and making great choices. And Have some fun. Kids ministry is fun. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Have a great time until we see you next time. Back here for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Get equipped and re-energized for a new season of ministry at the Etch Family Ministry Conference. Bring your whole team, no matter where you are, and experience the Etch Conference live via simulcast. Register today at etchconference.com.